Welcome to the Hannibal Files, a Strange Harbors podcast. This is a weekly discussion of Brian Fuller's serial killer drama, Hannibal. And tonight I'm joined by... Amir Chiray and his new microphone. Yeah, new mic. <laughs> so hopefully he sounds a little bit clear. And uh, my name is Derek Wong. I'm going to insert the, the children cheering sound effect here. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yay! New mic, yay! <laughs> Yeah, so we're closing in on the end, guys. Well, I guess the end of the first season. First anyway, season, yeah. right? <laughs> Tonight we'll be uh, talking about episodes 11 and 12, titled Roti and Releve, respectively. So with these two episodes, we've uh, pretty much jettisoned the killer of the week plots as we enter the end game of the first season. And there's a lot of meat on these bones. So like, first off, we have episode 11, Roti, which is French for roast. More specifically, a course that is made up of game birds or poultry. But yeah, a lot of stuff going on in these episodes, right? It's uh, nearing the end, the season finale, which we will be covering next week. So what'd you guys think? Um, These episodes are both really, really good. I can't be happier that they've ditched the um, Killer of the Week kind of format. Uh, The show is... Like, the heart of the show is in the character interactions of that main cast. And the more you can focus in on that, the better the show is the more energy it has the more like irresistible it becomes yeah um, yeah for sure yeah, yeah definitely are so good they, they compelled me to go forward and you know, to watch a couple more episodes i mean episode 11 they brought abel gideon back which was mm-hmm. kind of a killer of the week but not really right because he he's been so folded into the main storyline like this entire time and like again this episode they did it again right where He's so like seamlessly uh, stitched into the the canvas of Will, Hannibal, Abigail, Jack, uh, Alana. Yeah, and he doesn't really feel like a killer of a week at this point because you know no. he's not. He doesn't really kill anyone this week, right? Yeah. Or he does. Uh, Gideon, he he definitely kills. He does, people. but it's not like it's not like the uh, we have to catch him kind of killer of the week kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with both you, your guys' sentiments. I think um, we're we're coming up to. The season end and and we're we're going in strong you know into that season finale yeah. with some two two pretty strong episodes that i really enjoyed um well i mean they definitely do have to catch him because he escaped yes. from yes <laughs> the police convoy but you know what i mean he, like he doesn't yeah, go on yeah, a killing yeah. spree he does it's not like this like uh catch him by means of this or that or whatever you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. it, it it seamlessly is folded into kind of our uh dynamic yeah, between will and will and, and yeah you already know yeah. who the character is. The cast already knows who the character is. Um, he's, There's like he's, no slow reveal of the tableau yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know what you mean. He's connected to he's connected to the you know the uh, whole main cast by being the fake Chesapeake Ripper. Um, yeah, he's he's like very tightly tied in. Right off the bat, we find out that uh, Gideon now knows that he is not the Chesapeake Ripper. Right, he's fully aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frederick Chilton, Dr. Frederick Chilton's psychic driving of him, trying to convince him that he's the Chesapeake Ripper, right? Because they're loading him into the back of the the police van for a prisoner transfer, right? And he's like, well, now I know that I'm not the Chesapeake Ripper, and like I blame all the stuff, all the bad things I did under your care on you, Dr. Chilton, right? That's that's what he says. Um, right. So I, it's but, always interesting to see um, Chilton talk about the psychic driving with Hannibal, right? Yeah. Because Hannibal's yeah. always sort of tisk tisking him like a uh, 
a professor admonishing a student who gets something wrong. Yeah. You know? Like if you want to, if you really want to know how to manipulate people, yeah, exactly. Because he's doing the same thing to Will, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. But he's doing it. He's doing it properly. He's doing much, much better job. A much wow. more subtly. Yeah, he yeah. he even says the line like, you know, your subject must not be aware of any influence, right? Like, yeah, gives a little, right, like, right, gives right, a little right, evil right. smile. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great line. I was gonna say, Doctor Chilton is still, or Chilton is still. I don't want to see evil, but like the conniving dick that he is, right? He's still yeah. like. We see Gideon say, like, oh, I'm going to tell the court that you did this to me. You know, Chilton, on, on the flip side, lies to Jack and says, like, oh, no, Gideon says he is the Chesapeake River. You know what I mean? He's still trying to, like, spin he's the to, situation. still to sell that story. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's still trying to spin the situation so he doesn't look like a, a complete asshole. But we all know that he is. So the thing that sets it off, the whole episode off, is uh, Chilton's daring escape from the the armored police vehicle right um, you mean gideon gideon's yeah escape. yeah gideon's escape yeah what did I, what did i say did i say children you said children's yes. escape but, oh, yeah. i think people yeah, know gideon yeah, yeah, yeah. So children doesn't from... get very much of a daring escape he gets else. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he gets he gets what's coming to him i guess <laughs> there's no daring escape for him as we know later on in the episode um but yeah so gideon uh he he kills the cops and he uh, <laughs> strings up their organs on some trees, right? And then yeah. Will is... Uh, this was a good uh, recreation of the crime, too. I, I liked uh, I liked Will's little um, empathy superpower here. Yeah, Van mm-hmm. Massacre. Um, I thought that the, the, it was a really nice touch at the end where he just leaps out of the car when, they, when the two drivers come back. Uh, to the back to check out what's going on, right? I, I thought that was a nice little smash cut to black, um, bringing us back to the the investigation, right? It, mm-hmm. it's, it's a nice little uh, device there. Um, yeah, it's good. I, mean, yeah. I, I also like the shout out to Silence of the Lambs, right? Yeah, because that's what that's how Lecter escapes in uh, in the movie, right? Uh, in the in the police van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Will's like nightmare? His weird nightmare of like drowning in the ocean, or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His whole um, mind turning against him. Yeah, so it was like the big waves, right? Is that is that what it was? Mm-hmm. And then it was yeah. uh We well, see like this giant glacier like breaking off of breaking off into the ocean and then he sees this big wave and honestly I, I was a little per- I, I'm still perplexed seeing it a second time really what it all means. I, I don't know. Jeff, do you have any insight on this? I actually do, but like it's also with uh the killer from last week that tableau is there like the totem pole of the bodies right because it's like the mm-hmm, the waves mm-hmm. are crashing behind that right that's like his hallucination brian fuller actually talked about what it represented and he said that this hallucination was inspired by peter weir's movie the last wave in which like this big like aquatic disaster is like a sign of like cleansing it destroys to birth something new right this is crashing down on lawrence wells totem um mm-hmm. which is kind of like a representation of uh his entire life i guess it's hard to tell what it actually represents but i think it's like a fascinating insight from from brian fuller um it's like a, a rebirth of some sort like a rebirth of what like with will i'm not exactly i don't know i can't i can't say like what it actually represents i don't i don't really have the the dream analysis savvy that can give you concrete answers. But it's interesting to see what 
Brian Fuller was mm. uh, inspired by. Um, yeah, absolutely. But uh, speaking um, of Will's, I guess, hallucinations, I mean, we're seeing, I guess, another level to it because now he's recognizing that he's hallucinating while he's doing it. Yeah. Before it would be like he'd lose time. Mm-hmm. But now he's like in the middle of the, the morgue and they're doing, they're trying to do the investigation. He's seeing things, right? He's recognizing that he's still, I guess, conscious, isn't conscious in those moments. So yeah, we're definitely seeing right, Will right. getting worse. Oh, because he has a, that hallucination where like the water's flooding. Yeah, out flooding the, out of the, 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 the yes, the body locker, body like, shelves or whatever. Yeah, yeah. you call them. Yeah, like to go back to the waves thing. Like maybe I don't know. Like I think it makes sense because we're talking about people trying to discover who they are or who've lost the sense of who they are. Right. I think that's the main theme of this episode. Abel Gideon has lost his identity as the Chesapeake Ripper. Cause that's what was keeping him uh, going in the asylum, right? He thought he was mm-hmm. the Chesapeake Ripper. And now he knows for a fact that he isn't. Um, so this whole episode is like, it's about him peacocking for the real Chesapeake Ripper going on this killing spree of killing uh, his past um, psychiatrists or therapists uh, just to get in contact with, Hannibal, right? The real Chesapeake Ripper. He's like, well, I don't know who I am, so maybe the real Chesapeake Ripper can tell me who I am. And Will, too. It's a nice parallel with Will, right? Because he's lost kind of like the sense of who he is from the manipulation of Hannibal, right? So, like, it's a nice little parallel. So maybe that's what this wave is representing. Um, Just like a tearing down of oneself and like them trying to like rediscover who they are maybe i don't know maybe i'm pulling this out of my ass but i mean this is obviously not a good idea right because when will is asked so what's going to happen when gideon fights chesapeake ripper it's like oh the ripper's going to kill him yeah exactly (laughs) terrible idea i mean i don't know if maybe he's looking for you know identity in the ripper or if he's just consigned himself to oblivion he just knows that this is the way he wants to go out yeah, I mean, what is Gideon's, I guess, motivation for wanting to now find the real Chesapeake River, I guess, is my question. See, all right, here's the thing. I feel like if you want to dive really deep into it, like this episode and especially the next, I feel like the logic is not airtight, mm-hmm. right? I I feel like that is not the focus of... <laughs> The show, if you're just trying to like get into like everyone's motivations, I feel like you're not going to get a clear one and like why people do the things that they do. Um, I think I just don't think that's this show's real strong suit. Um, Mm -hmm. um, and, and the focus really isn't on that because I don't know. Like, why would, if you're, if you're a serial killer who was for a while thought you were another serial killer, why would you seek that other serial killer out? Like, what makes you think that he would be able to tell you who you are or like what your purpose is, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like that doesn't make sense. I I feel like it makes sense because it's Hannibal and like you can kind of see that Hannibal would be able to provide some sort of insight like that, but he doesn't know that Hannibal's the Chesapeake Ripper. Yeah, right? he doesn't know who Hannibal um, is, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so You sort of have to just run with the show's logic and mm-hmm. accept that that's how things in the show work. But yeah, I yeah. agree with you. It doesn't, it doesn't entirely scan, and maybe that's because Gideon's already messed up, or 
Maybe that's yeah. just one of those other dream logic type things about the show that you just have to kind of roll with in order to enjoy it. Right. Because yeah. Hannibal himself, he says, oh, Dr. Gideon may want to find like who the real Ripper is so he can, what does he say, gauge who he is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because Hannibal says, Will doesn't, Will, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do anything like that because I will, I will be your gauge, which is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really, yeah. really funny, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, maybe yeah. maybe that's it. Maybe he just needs to find this person that he's been impersonating this whole time, or he thinks that that's who he was, right? Yeah. Maybe it's this, like you're saying, this idea of self discovery, or find maybe to to start a new beginning, you have to confront your past in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, maybe that's that's it's actually kind of a, a lovely sentiment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we also get a nice little scene with Alana and Will because. They think that Alana's life might be in danger because mm-hmm. uh, Gideon's killing all of his old uh, therapists or psychiatrists. And Alana did have some dealings earlier in the season when Gideon was uh, in the in the asylum, right? So mm-hmm. they think that she might be in danger. But don't they also mention that she like investigated him or worked on him even when he first yes, got admitted yes, 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 to yes, the yes, hospital? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So they do have a long history. Yeah. She she's such a tease in this scene though with Will because like we already know that they can't be together, but she's like, oh, I wish I could cuddle with you or whatever by the fire with your with dogs. Your dogs. You know? <laughs> it's like you can't. She already knows that you can't do that because of your weird professional curiosity, right? Yeah. Um, well, and also but, Will's mental yeah. instability yeah exactly I mean, yeah yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I don't know sometimes a little flirtation could just be fun without yeah. necessarily having to go anywhere else yeah. i think will would rather appreciate that than nothing right he's right, so right, right. like he does is- yeah. isolated and lost for any kind of human connection that yeah like anything anything for him is better than nothing yeah um, i don't mean that in like a beggars can't be choosers way i just mean that he's and uh, and we even get some Freddie Lounge action in this episode, right? We do get some. Uh, yeah, she's a yeah. big proponent in this episode. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she gets a call from what's the guy's name? Carruthers, is it? Yes, yes. Carruthers. Yeah, yes. who uh, who happens to be looking for uh, like a collaborator on a new article for the Journal of Abnormal Psychology? But it's funny because you already you already know this dude's fucking dead because it's Eddie Izzard's voice on the phone. It's definitely yeah. You can already tell because Eddie Izzard has such a, like a distinctive voice, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Abel Gideon as uh, Carruthers lures Freddie into Carruthers' office, and she finds that Carruthers is dead. Right? He's like. Gideon's standing over the, the guy's body. So there's, there's like no blood left. He's like drained all the blood from him. And then like he's got like this Colombian necktie with his tongue pulled through his neck. <laughs> uh, pretty gruesome. And, and yeah, nice little cut to where a commercial would be. It just pans <laughs> in on Freddy's shocked face, right? Um, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of the, the gruesome shots in this episode. This one. Yeah. Definitely uses a, a couple good moments. We'll talk about another one, a good one later too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so I, I guess Freddie Lowndes is really just. I guess it's known by I guess everyone at this point for some reason that the Chesapeake Ripper likes to read Freddie Lowndes material. Tattlecrime.com. Tattlecrime.com. <laughs> so she's basically being used as bait, right? Because mm-hmm. we've talked about Gideon wanting to get a hold of Hannibal, wanting to try to get to him somehow. And he figures that the easiest way to do that is through Freddie Lowndes. 
Mm-hmm. And it kind of works, right? It does provoke Hannibal, but it provokes mm-hmm. him to try to use the FBI and use Jack and Will to basically, I guess, eliminate Gideon, right? Yeah. Gideon lays all these clues for Hannibal so that Hannibal knows exactly where he is and Hannibal figures it out and basically gives that clue to... Or, uh, sorry, sorry, Will is the one who figures it out, isn't it? Yeah, Will's the one who figures it out, but Hannibal's the one who leaves the clue. Oh, yes, because he he's the one who copycat kills a person but removes the severed arm. Right, right? exactly. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, so that's the clue because Will's like, well, where where was the last time you saw, saw a severed arm? Like, he says that to Jack, so um, they know that it's the observatory, and they go to the observatory, and... And uh, Gideon is, like, operating on uh, Frederick Chilton, right? What, Freddie Lowndes is his, Fred- his nurse? <laughs> yeah, Freddie Lowndes <laughs> is, like, assisting with the surgery. And, man, this was this was gross. Because, like, yeah, Frederick Chilton's, person. like, he's still, like, awake and aware. And, like, Gideon's just carving him up and, like, pulling, like, organs out of him while he's still conscious. It's, it's uh... It's nasty. <laughs> he says that uh, you know, there's there's certain organs you can remove without killing a person. Like mm-hmm. what 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 is he removing, Amir? Let me let us know. Well, the kidney's definitely one of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what I don't quite remember what the other ones were, but it looks like he's removing things and maybe pieces of things. He might have taken a bit of the liver, which you can you know, regenerate. regenerate to some extent. So is this okay? So this is one of my like pet peeves in like movies or television. Like we know. Chilton's fate, in a sense, because if you've seen Silence of the Lambs, you know he's still alive. But I don't know if that necessarily follows, though. Right? Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it Silence of the Lambs follows. doesn't it though. Like, I mean, I it doesn't. It doesn't. But it does. are the same continuity. Right? Are they like? Yeah, I don't think but, so because they take a lot of liberties. I feel no, I feel they like do. They, they do. Like uh, this is definitely didn't happen to Chilton in the movies, right? Like, there's no indication yeah, that he was ever yeah. assault. Like he was ever part of any kind of. Assault by a, a right. A murderer. This, is an, this is an alternate reality, right? It right. is, but at the same time, I feel like the character can't die. Like that's my pet peeve, right? To oh, know that. I, okay, I I get what you're saying, but I don't think it applies here. Um, I just like I I totally thought that he would have died. Like I, you would I, think that you would think that, but then like yeah. that's that's my pet peeve, right? Is like knowing what I know. Like I'm assuming that he's alive. Like, as much as I think he should be dead, maybe? Like, right? Mm. I, I don't... Do they confirm at the end that he, he lives? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, he definitely lives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then also Gideon was like, well, I'm taking stuff out of you where you can survive. Still live, yeah. yeah. Still survive and stuff. So, yeah. It's like one of those things where you're kind of playing with what I know. But at the same time, like, it's like, I know the outcome. So, why bother? Yeah, you think you're, feel, you're feeling the, the, the hands of the writers on the scale a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't quite agree. I think, I think this is so clearly a different continuity that they mm-hmm. could have killed him off, and it would have been fine. Yeah, this yeah. Is so different from. I mean, this is definitely Earth Two, right? This is Earth Two. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all right. Like, if it was Will Graham, I feel like all right. Well, they're not sure, gonna kill yeah, Will yeah. Graham, right? But like Frederick Chilton, I feel like he's disposable enough where like they could kill him and be like, I'd be like, oh shit, they killed him or whatever. See, for or, for me, yeah. it's like it's it's if it was Alana Bloom. I, I could understand because she's a she's not really I mean she's based on a character from the book but she's not really 
right? Because they change their gender and like mm. really use her in different ways. But like Chilton is Chilton. Like, you know, we see him as a main character later. And it's so that, a, that's for me. It's curious. The it's curious that you see it that way. I think that's yeah. interesting, actually. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That's yeah. the difference for me. But um, yeah, but when Will and Jack come in, they see Freddie Lounge. She's like using the, the what's it? The the bag. Yeah, yeah. To like, Give him air, and then Chilton's just like holding his own. Oh my god! His hands. I know. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Gideon's nowhere to be found. Um, like uh, I said, this one's crazy. You got the guy with the tongue coming out of his neck, and then yeah, now Chilton's yeah. just holding his organs. It's just like how yeah. again? How did we get away with this on NBC? Right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Will's the one who finds Gideon, right? And like, here's like where you have like the dream logic and like the the logic logic kind of like intersect because like will follows his hallucination yeah which is like the stag he follows it outside and it leads him to to chilton's car right and then when Chil- uh, I, I keep saying chilton gideon gideon's car right and then gideon gets in his car and will's in the back seat holding him at gunpoint um and then here's another point where i'm like what is will doing like like he's obviously doing this to like drive the plot into the direction it needs to go, but why take Gideon to Hannibal? Well, it's right, not Gideon, right? right? Jack- he sees yeah. Garrett Jacob Hobbs, right? Right. If, if you think it's Gideon, you take it to Jack Crawford. So he thinks he's hallucinating, maybe. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. he goes to Hannibal to try and confirm, like, is this Garrett Jacob Hobbs? But and, yes, it, it is. Uh, well, I understand, Jeff. It's like this big coincidence that like. Now they actually do meet, right? He Gideon gets exactly what he wants, right? He gets to meet. Wait, Hannibal but does without... he does he think he's Garrett Jacob Hobbs the whole time? That's what or... I think. Yeah, I think he does. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. That that makes a little more sense. That makes a little more sense why you would bring him to Hannibal. You know, he goes to Hannibal's, you know, dining room. He's like, "Is that who I think it is? Who I'm seeing right now?" Right? Cause because I, I I always thought that he thought it was Gideon, um, oh, first? but then he turned into Garrett Jacob Hobbs. Mm. So, like, if he thought he was Gideon and then he turned into Garrett Jacob Hobbs, you would still go to someone like Jack because Gideon's yeah. the one at large, right? So, I think it makes more sense now to me that now that you guys have confirmed that he always thought it was Garrett, Garrett Jacob Hobbs. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I think I think, I think that's the okay. okay. Yeah, because right. like, when, when you're in the car, when you're in the car, when it goes to Will's perspective, it does you don't see Gideon, right? You see right, 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 right. Garrett Jacob Hobbs. Right. Yeah. But I, right. I, I wanted to ask about the stag. So, like, why does he see the stag? That, that's what I'm like confused by, right? Is it somehow Hannibal's influence in a way, or like it just seems like a coincidence that he sees the stag and it leads him in the right direction? I think you yeah, could probably, say that it's it Hannibal's. Yeah, but I, I think I thought the stag at first, like unrelated to this episode, was like a Garrett Jacob Hobbs thing. Now I think it's more like it's Hannibal and Hannibal's influence. Yeah, um, is the stag, but. I mean, I don't know. That's one of those things where you just kind of have to like accept that. Yeah. Again, you have to hallucination, <laughs> and it let it let him in the right place, and that just just yeah. worked out that way. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Um, and what happens next is so cool that you can't like really fault the show for <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, not it's being cool, smoothly cool and fucked direction. up, right? Because uh... dude, incredibly fucked up. Hannibal's awful here. So like, I was just flabbergasted when he just straight up lies to Will and it's like, oh yeah, this uh there's you came here alone. And Gideon mm-hmm. the murderer is sitting there. Like, <laughs> he's oh, sitting right there. He's yeah. Completely, yeah, he's like completely silent. He knows what's going on. He's like, all yeah, right, Gideon's maybe maybe I'll get like, away with what this. What the fuck? <laughs> 
Yeah, Gideon's as shocked as I as I was. <laughs> but Gideon's oh. like, "Ooh, this is interesting." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was really awful. And then he, he seizes in front of him. He has a seizure yeah. in front of him. And Gideon's like, "Uh, isn't that bad?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, I said, it was, I said it was a minor seizure. It's, no just, it's a small one. Don't worry. Like what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so awful. Um, uh-huh. and then he gives Gideon Alana's location. Yeah, really fucked up. <laughs> Dude, that was crazy. I was shocked yeah. when he did that, but of course it's all uh, in service of a greater plan, right? Yeah, it's... I mean, Hannibal has... I feel like he has affections for certain people, but like, if he needs to further his plan or whatever, he's just going to be like offering them up, right? Who gives a shit at that point, right? But but it did really shock me, right? Because like, yeah, he just gave up Alana's location to Gideon. It's crazy. That was, that was crazy to me. Um, but I also want to talk about uh, Hugh Dancy's acting in this scene. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way he acted, like, so confused and helpless and, like, with a seizure. It just looked yeah. real and felt really convincing, right? I yeah. thought I thought Hugh yeah. Dancy did a great job in this yeah. scene. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this scene was just a killer scene here. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hannibal knows what he's doing, right? I think he... It's either, I mean, I still think his ultimate goal is to get rid of Gideon and he's going to use Will to do it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he does purposely leave the keys and the gun for Will too, right? And basically leads him in the right direction towards Gideon. I don't think mm-hmm. it's about Gideon at all. I, I thought it was. I thought it was about getting rid of Gideon. No, I don't think so. I don't think Gideon matters at all. Like, Why would he care about Gideon? Like, Gideon's because just Gideon, Gideon is like, the one who took his Right, but he killed claim. Gideon on his own at any time. Yeah, I think yeah, the, yeah, I think I think it's about Will. It's about getting Will to kill Gideon. Right. Um, like, I think it's, I think it's just Will convenient getting Will for to, Hannibal. I think I think it's about getting Will to kill again. Like it's more about how killing Gideon is going to affect Will. I don't think Gideon matters at all to Hannibal. Yeah, he's he's not, I don't think he's a real danger to Hannibal being. No, he doesn't know anything about. Anything. He doesn't yeah. know anything. Like I guess he does now that now that Hannibal did that. So like now. Once Hannibal lets him go, then Gideon's a danger because he's like, oh, this guy, like, lied to Will in front of me and let me go. So, like, now he knows that Hannibal's the Ripper, right? But before yeah. Hannibal lets him go, Gideon's no danger. Mm-hmm. So he actually makes Gideon a bigger danger in order to enable Will to kill him, right? So he makes a problem and then solves that problem. Mm. But, like... Gideon wasn't an issue for him before, just maybe professional jealousy. He doesn't have to kill Gideon. I think this is all in his, his end game, like all building towards the end game of manipulating Will somehow. Yeah. As think, we see in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I thought in this episode, I was really like, oh, so like he's trying to get Will to kill and like enjoy killing and try to like, I don't know, kind of make a serial killer out of Will maybe. I don't know. That's kind of where I was going with in my mm. head with this. Yeah, so Hannibal six will on uh, on Gideon, right? He conveniently, quote unquote, forgets the guns and the keys on the table when he goes to call Jack, and when he comes back, Will's gone, um, going off to protect Alana, <laughs> and Gideon's just outside of Alana's house, right? He's just peering through the the window from some distance away. I think Will comes in, and he's obviously not really in the right state of mind but he's still like coherent enough to be determined to save alana right um yeah they have a little 
conversation, I think. And, and Gideon's talking about trying to figure out who he is and he, like, he doesn't know anymore. And like, he says that Will is probably sharing like the same issues, right? And then Gideon says that <laughs> he can't be with Alana when he's, what does he say? When you're stuck in your own head, right? Um, yeah, and 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 Will Will shoots him, and Alana runs out of the apartment, and Will's like got his gun out over like Gideon's body. Yeah, so it's interesting that uh, Will's the one to pull the trigger on Gideon. Depending on how we, you know, if it's the way you, it, the way Amir interprets it, or I interpret it, I mean, I think Hannibal got what he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. In the long run. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but this was a good episode, man. I'm I always love seeing. Uh, Abel Gideon, the character of Abel Gideon, I always love seeing the uh, character of Frederick yeah. Chilton. So I think, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah, and Jillian Jill- Anderson makes an appearance in the end too, right? Because uh, yeah, she does. She's always great when she shows up. Nothing too meaty in the last scene, but it was just no. Bedelia and Hannibal. They're talking about like what his obsession with Will is, and like does uh, Hannibal want Will to be his friend? Yeah, it's just a, a nifty little conversation at the end of the episode about what Hannibal's intentions are, and um, but but it's always great to see Gillian Anderson mm-hmm. as a Bedelia Du Maurier. So and we're gonna and, see uh, a little bit more of her in this next episode yeah. too. Yeah, that final scene was actually supposed to be the first scene of the next episode, but oh they, really? Uh, yeah, they they Moved switched it, it up, mm-hmm. huh. um, which I think it works a little better. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. tell. It's hard to tell when you walk watch it back and back, and like you don't have that week long break, so it's like really hard to tell. But because they all just yeah. like, kind of melt together, yeah. But uh, let, let's get into that next episode, right? Episode twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode twelve is titled "Releve," which means to elevate. And uh, interestingly enough, in French cooking, "releve" is uh, typically a course that's larger than an entree. So it's a course that typically takes the form of. Uh, butcher's joints that need to be carved as like a giant piece and I think pretty much both readings of the title to elevate and a and a meal that's bigger than an entree are, are quite apropos no <laughs> absolutely um, this uh this episode being the penultimate one of the first season it's a it's a real doozy a lot of things happen in this it one. is it is yeah I think it's a good choice to put the Bedelia du Maurier scene in the last episode, this one opens up with a crazy scene too, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. And you can start clean with Georgia Madsen. Yeah. Um, and then you're not thinking about Bedelia at all. Like it's, it's definitely the right move. And I did not anticipate that death. Yeah. Like, I was sad when she died. Me too. It was brutal. Cause um, Will watching this again, I forgot that it happened so early in the episode. For mm. some reason, I thought it would like a moment like this would like come later in an episode, like be almost a climax to an episode. Yeah. So like it's really interesting that I I totally forgot that it, it's, it's like pre credits. Yeah, 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 yeah. Georgia Madsen she makes a a welcome little return before she's a final appearance, <laughs> unceremoniously killed. Um, I enjoyed Will's little rapport with her. Like even though mm-hmm. she's a killer, like you know she's suffering from mental illness. She's got all these different um, maladies, and it and Will has a connection with her, and it's nice, and they have a they have a little talk and and like you could even say that she's like Will's friend, right? Because mm-hmm. Will's yeah, also true. in the hospital and they're 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 kind of bonding, right? Um, 
I don't know. I, I felt sorry for her also because I never really bought her as a killer. Like, I know we see it and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it's just, this is one of those, again, those murky motivation things. Like, okay, yeah. so she's suffering from these diseases and she decides to just, like, murder her friend out of, I guess, shock or horror or something. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. weird. It's just, I don't know. She, yeah, and yeah. she's not, like, a serial killer, right? Is right, she? right, right, right. No. I, I think she just kills the one friend, as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think so. Is that like, correct? Because we were, we were talking when the spotlight was on her in her episode that like all her sicknesses and like her physical ailments and stuff and made her being like a killer really kind of a little tasteless. But I feel like this episode kind of brought it back a little and, and really humanized her. And uh, I thought, I thought that was a nice touch. And, and then they, they burn her to death. <laughs> yeah. That was um, awful. So she's in an oxygen uh, chamber, right? It's to treat yeah. her, yeah. her, her skin grafts. Is it? Because because yeah, her, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't have like all those nerve endings, I guess, uh, just out in the open. You'll get like infections. So they they put her in like this uh, this oxygen chamber. But you're supposed to have like a grounding bracelet to like because it's like pure oxygen in there and it's like yeah. really dangerous. So you have like a grounding bracelet to prevent any buildup of static uh, electricity. static electricity and. She finds a comb in her chamber, right? And she uses it to comb her hair. And, like, the, the, the spark ignites, like, the heavy oxygen surrounding her. And she, she gets burned alive in the oxygen chamber. It's crazy. It was, it was crazy special effects, too. It's a brutal death. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to add, I mean, we know that this is Hannibal, right? We Will figures out later it's Hannibal. We know it's Hannibal. Yeah. How does he know that she's not going to be wearing her grounding bracelet? Right? Did he steal it? He might have just taken it. I, doesn't uh, what's his name? It's not clear. I don't think it's clear. Yeah, it's not clear, right? Because all the uh, what's his name? Price is it Price or Zeller? I can't remember which one's this again. Always like Zeller they say, is like, the younger guy. Okay, so <laughs> Price is the one. I think she he says like oh something about she just wasn't wearing it. Like, yeah, she, she might have just it. taken it off. Like yeah, like I mean he can't get in there and like take it off of her. So it's it's almost like she had to have not been wearing it on purpose. They definitely gloss over it, and I mean, it's another one of those things where, like, I don't think it's important. The spectacle of her death is more. Uh, oh yeah, the spectacle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it takes precedent over the logic. I mean, I also really love the visual afterwards when they're like investigating the scene, and then that that chamber is just completely black. Like I actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's like that, like in the way you know it's presented with Will and her talking, it's like pristine and it's clean, and we know that it's like healing her. And then when you see it later after, after the incident, it's just completely black. And I, I just remember that stark contrast really well. Mm-hmm. But then I, I guess through all of this, you know, Will kind of does his thing, right? He does his trick, and he sees Georgia impaled by the the stag, right? He has like kind of a dream, mm-hmm. and right, right, basically right, right. implying that you know he figures out that the person who is the copycat, the Garrett Jacob Hobbs copycat, is the one that killed Georgia because you know he also killed is it Sutcliffe? Is that the other doctor? Yeah, name? Sutcliffe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was also trying to copy Georgia Matchin, and Georgia Matchin didn't actually kill Sutcliffe. There's a lot of uh, mental like going through hoops, but he figures all gymnastics, of that out. Gymnastics, yeah, gymnastics. Say. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I buy this leap of logic. It's um, a lot of leaping, a lot of leaping in this one. But uh, but Abigail makes a big return in this episode too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. She suffers a pretty nasty fate, I guess. Pretty, pretty much off screen, I guess. But we'll get to that, right? Yeah. Because yeah. um, yeah. the 
the episode then cuts to uh, Abigail talking with Freddie Lowndes, right? Freddie wants to continue writing her her book, and she wants to call the book The Last Victim, right? To say that Abigail is like the last victim of her father, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. But Abigail doesn't want to be like tied to Garrett Jacobs Hobbs' uh, legacy like that, saying that Marissa Sure was the last victim. And it's funny that she blames her dad for uh, Marissa Sure's death too, as, right, as well yeah. as Cassie Bowl. Um, even though she knows that she knows that Hannibal is the one that killed Marissa, right? Because at this point, they know each other's secret. Uh, maybe no, I don't think. So. I think she so might have a hunch, so? but it's not really confirmed to I her. So. It becomes confirmed she, to her at the end of the episode when mm, they have their conversation. She back knows that he's a killer, though, right? Or even then, that's not. Oh, I think all I she know knows that, is that. I don't that, even know if that's entirely because she yeah, knows yeah. that he called the house. Yeah. But she's not sure why. Right, exactly. right, right, right. And he kind of elides it. He kind of brushes over it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think all of that is entirely clear to her. She knows there's something wrong with him, but she's yeah. not sure why. But then it becomes very clear. I mean, we're skipping ahead a little bit. We won't go into the scene just yet. But yeah, it becomes very clear to her at the end that Hannibal, you know, is the one that called the house, that is the one that killed Marissa, mm-hmm. is going to kill her, you know? <laughs> like, not to skip ahead too much. Yeah. This episode's interesting because it all comes to a, to a head where both Jack and Will in this episode figure out that Abigail was helping her dad, right? Mm-hmm. They figure it out because uh, I think it's Zeller and Price, right? They figure out that uh, Abigail bought train tickets with her dad mm-hmm. to visit that's how, Yeah, that's how Jack figures it out, right? orientations, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So... Which like, I think it's interesting that that just comes out. Wouldn't that be like the first thing you would do? I don't know. It feels like they would have found that out like ten episodes ago. I know. That yeah. does seem like something that you would you would like track Garrett Jacobs' movements and like, oh, he has another ticket and his daughter's with him. You know, like mm-hmm. I feel like right. You're right. Right. There's another thing where like information's convenient when it needs to be, and then like right for now sure. when it's not right. Yeah. Um, and what uh, I think is interesting is that Freddie Lounge picks up on something about Abigail too. He's like, she, mm-hmm. she knows something's wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Abigail's not entirely right, which yeah. I thought was a nice touch, right? Give mm-hmm. Freddie a little bit of uh, perspicacity, not just you know, she's not yeah. just this annoying tabloid writer. She's like, oh yeah, she's a scummy some... tabloid writer, but she's also perceptive, right? She's yeah, absolutely. She she knows something's off by the way that she interrogates her about Nicholas Boyle, right? That's what kind of yeah. tips her off. She doesn't know exactly what, but um, just the things that she says about Nicholas Boyle. Like you can, you can tell that Abigail's bothered by it because she killed Nicholas Boyle, mm-hmm. right? Because um, uh, because Freddie says like, oh, Nicholas Boyle died like an innocent man or whatever, you know? Because uh, right. they all thought he was the copycat, but he's not, right? So well, it's interesting um, that Freddie feels so strongly about this. She's like, and she has really not that much of a basis for it. I don't yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Again, some some mental gymnastics here. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does how do they connect Georgia Madsen's death with all the other copycat deaths in this? Um, well, it's, it's, it's part Will. of Will's like gymnastics, right? He 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 figures out that like Hannibal, or not Hannibal, but he figures out that the Garrett Jacob Hobbs copycat is the one who killed Georgia, and the only reason he would kill Georgia is because Georgia saw mm. who he is when he was performing the copycat of Georgia Madsen. Like he does right, that right, gymnastics. Right, right. He realizes also that the copycat didn't intend to blame Georgia. Georgia wasn't supposed to be there. The copycat intends to blame 
Right. Him, Will. So him Will, to frame right? Will. So Will realizes that the copycat is uh, kind of after him. Which is which is bit. exactly what happened, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Hannibal knows that George is face blind, right? So why would that matter? Which is what I'm getting at. I mean, I think it's implied in a couple episodes ago, right? Like he says, like, "Oh, well, let's hope she doesn't didn't Remember, see who yeah. I was." Yeah, or mm. didn't see the person. He just because... he just doesn't want to take a chance. Yeah, I don't think he wants yeah, to take the chance. Or, or maybe Georgia could just be like, "Oh, he was wearing a three piece suit. It was really nice." And then people are like, "Oh shit!" That's <laughs> like, it's covered in plastic, but I can still tell it's a really nice Italian suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think it's just. Uh, I mean, I always assume that Hannibal's always just making sure he has no loose ends, right? Yeah, yeah and, yeah. and she was kind of one. Yeah. He he doesn't. He also at the same time doesn't seem to care about loose ends. He just also sometimes is just very sloppy and very like just does things on impulse. <laughs> yeah, like last episode uh, with Gideon, right? Like he basically reveals himself to Gideon right before getting mm-hmm. Gideon killed. But there's no like a hundred percent way that you're sure that's going to work out. But whatever, I guess it's fine. Like like this Hannibal stuff. They're like quadruple quintuple xanatos gambits or whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, yeah. um there's no way that like this is like what i'm talking about like with uh with the logic of of the show right like there's no way that he could foresee that these pieces fall in the places that he needs to be at the time yeah. he needs them needs to yeah it's it's insane to me but well, like well right so i don't i don't think he is planning it. i think a lot of it is improvisation i think a lot mm, of it is true true, true 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 right he just makes do with what's around like oh georgia mansion's here nice she's the killer like yeah, yeah you know yeah. oh gideon's here nice let's have uh will kill him like he just it seems like he's just always looking for opportunities to advance whatever his plan of the moment is. So I don't mm. think he has to necessarily plan it out beforehand because he just is always kind of that's fair, improvising. That's fair. Sort of, that's sort of fair. a jazz musician of uh, serial killers. <laughs> that, that reminds me, <laughs> funnily enough, it reminds me of Vince Gilligan, the creator of Breaking Bad, because like what he would do is like he would always write Walt and Jesse into like corners, like impossible situations, and then he would have to like find a way out. So like I guess... Hannibal's kind of like the version of that, right? He yeah, just absolutely. does whatever and like, oh shit, I'm like in a real bind. And then he improvises like some genius idea to like get him out of it. It's not like all premeditated or determined. Like, yeah, I don't think it is. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's playing, he's, he's playing with the cards he's dealt to some extent. Yeah. yeah. But his improvisation is uh, leading to some real fucked up results. And, and yeah, absolutely. It all does further his end goal, right? He he is succeeding in his improvisation, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you want to call it improvisation, then yes, I guess I guess he's getting super <laughs> lucky in the sense that everything seems to be falling his way, mm-hmm. and we see it later with Abigail, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's another situation where he must do something about it, and he has to. I guess, improvise and act on it and, and deal with what now Abigail knows about him, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I just want to bring up that, like, Will's little theory crafting of uh, of what's going on with the copycat with Georgia Madsen and Dr. Sutcliffe and the Garrett Jacob Hobbs copycat. It all's crystal clear to him, right? But no one is really buying it. And Will's 100% right, because that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's right? exactly what's happening. Yeah, right. yeah. And then um, Jack is actually thinking it's Abigail, right? That Abigail. Yeah, Jack is thinking it's Abigail, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And He thinks it's Abigail, but he also is starting to suspect 
Hannibal, right? Because isn't that why he goes to talk to Bedelia? Like he suspects something of Hannibal. Maybe not that Hannibal is the copycat or the Hannibal is some kind of mass murderer, but I do, f- I, I'm starting to get the sense that Jack is starting to wanting to sh- shift towards Hannibal and starting to l- take a closer lie at Hannibal. I don't know. Do you guys get that sense? Uh, I don't think in a suspicious way. I just think that Jack thinks that Will isn't all there mentally and Hannibal is Will's psychiatrist, right? So mm-hmm. he's going to go see Hannibal for more answers. And Right, he thinks that Hannibal's, Hannibal's covering, covering for Will. Will. Right, exactly. Right. Which is why he goes to see Bedelia. Yeah. I don't think he's suspicious of Hannibal. I think mm-hmm. Bedelia is. I think Bedelia is like 99 and three quarters of the way to finding out that Hannibal's a serial killer. Right. And she's right on the edge of that, I think. Yeah. I think, I mean, she knows that he's dangerous. She just doesn't know that he's killed like a million people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. No. Yeah, so here we get a little bit more of uh, Bedelia's backstory, right? Because she admits to being attacked by one of uh, Hannibal's referred patients. Hannibal does this a lot. He's always sicking people on other people. Yeah, um, I didn't get that read, but now that you say it, absolutely. Yeah. And Jack like makes a little parallel to... Tobias, because Tobias attacked him in his office. Yeah, Bedelia says she doesn't know if uh, uh, Hannibal's helping Will cover up a crime, but she does think that Hannibal is a very good friend to Will, I guess. And she says that Will would be better off with more people like Hannibal in his life, I guess, uh, which is kind of ironic, seeing all the things that Hannibal's done to Will. I was going to say, we get a little bit of a Silence of the Lambs Easter egg here, right? Because we find out that the patient that attacked Bedelia died because he swallowed with his own tongue right and that's mm-hmm. um what also happened to what's the guy that really rude inmate in silence of the lamb he also swallowed his tongue and died right mm-hmm. right 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 Hannibal talks him into swallowing his own tongue mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the adjacent cell basically talks him into killing himself so i think then we get to the forensic scene where zeller and price they're talking about the the hobbs copycat Will says that he thinks the copycat had, like, direct access to Garrett Jacob Hobbs, right? Which also implicates Abigail. But also, funnily enough, everything that he says about the copycat, it fits himself perfectly. Like, you don't, I feel like you don't notice this until it's too late, until, like, the end of the episode where everyone's, like, suspicious of Will now. But, like, everything that he says applies to himself, Mm -hmm. right? Um, because yeah. Some- with Sutcliffe and Georgia Mansion, he was there, right? He was the one in the MRI machine. I don't think there were cameras there. No one could have like accounted for his whereabouts while Doctor Sutcliffe was being killed, right? Yeah, everything he's talking about if it's if it's his own profile. <laughs> and of very, course, very and of course, Hannibal, you know, capitalizes on this and uses oh, the yeah. facts. To plant the doubt uh, in Jack's mind, right? Right. Oh, Hannibal's so good in that scene when Jack comes and. And uh, is talking about Will, right? Um, yeah, he's pretending that he had been covering for Will instead of right, right, right. In actuality, driving him mad. But I think we're skipping ahead, right? Because uh, no, no, we're right. That's like the oh, next. That's like the next scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, basically, we get to the point where now Jack is suspicious of Abigail because of the evidence that um, what Price and Zeller come up with. Right, right, right. So with the train, Jack the train tickets that. that Abigail was with uh, her father. On all the trips, right. right? Yeah. So now Jack thinks that Abigail actually killed Sutcliffe and Madchen. Because mm-hmm. now Abigail's like got a taste for murder or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is definitely not true. So 
wheel abducts Abigail, right? Would you I mean, call I, that abduction? I, I mean, he is his legal guardian. I think in the light of what's transpired, like, Jack and everyone else could probably correctly, not correctly, but, like, deduce that's, like, an abduction. But that's the furthest thing that Will had in mind, right? Yeah. Uh, but it, sure. it definitely doesn't but, look good for Will then, right? Because he's the last person that people right, have seen right, right, right. with Abigail. Um, and then what happens at the end of the episode, uh, it's not it's not yeah. going to look good for Will. Because Jack and the FBI, they go to the psychiatric facility to, to get Abigail, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he has no reason to suspect Will or anything. It's Freddie Lowndes that tells Jack that. It's like, oh, Will just left with Abigail or whatever. Because Will says to Abigail that, like, I need to get to the bottom of this whole copycat situation i need you to come with me to uh, minnesota to to your old home to get more insight on what's going on with like the copycat and your father and all that because like will thinks he's pieced it together right like he thinks he's really really close to to uncovering like the big secret of the copycat right so mm-hmm. he, he gets abigail to come with him to minnesota and he absconds <laughs> with her i guess and um, but Jack and the FBI, they come in too late, right? Because Will's already left with her. Mm-hmm. And Jack Crawford still needs to confront Hannibal, right? About what's going on. Um, and this is where everyone starts suspecting Will, right? Mm, okay, yeah. Because they think that Hannibal's just covering for Will. Hannibal says that um, he was so focused on Will's episodes that he... He missed the bigger picture of what was going on with him. It's really fucked up because Hannibal tells Jack the truth, right? But he disguises it in a way to like throw the maximum amount of suspicion onto Will. Because he's like, oh, by the way, Will told me that he's becoming Jacob of Hobbs or whatever. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so Jack and everyone's like, oh shit, that's, he just took Abigail. He's going to kill Abigail. So like, that's what sets off like the manhunt for, for Will and like, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is pretty fucked up. <laughs> um, I do want to bring up what happens between Will and Abigail in the cabin. I think it's super interesting because when Will has his hallucinations, there's always like a visual cue of when they happen. You don't always know like when they begin, but there's always like this fantastic element in it that like shows you that he's hallucinating, right? I don't know, someone being impaled on a stag head or like uh, the actual stag and it's on fire or something like that. You know, you always get like this visual cue that he's hallucinating, but you don't get it in the scene. So you don't know what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. And then the way that they cut it, it's like from different perspectives and everything's disoriented. So you don't even know what's real or what's or like what's not. Right. It's it's really interesting. Yeah. You, um, you don't know it's a hallucination until you're. You know, you as an audience are also kind of woken up, right, to the fact right, that right, right. he got on the plane um, that was still real, and then it's it's from well, when he Abigail, gets off the plane, right? Yeah, then Abigail confesses, right, in the cabin. She says that I helped mm-hmm. my dad. Um, yeah. But do we know if that's even real? I think it is, because I it think is, that's what yeah. causes him to lose it. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah. because he's still on the plane, though, right? So, like, all no, of that. No, he's not still on the plane. All of that happens. He yeah. dissociates and, like, loses it between the cabin somehow finds his way back to the plane, mm-hmm. back to Virginia. But I think he like he does end up going to the cabin with her and all. Like, oh, I think all of that happens. Yeah, yeah, it definitely happens. It definitely Wait, happens. Wait, but they, what? They, so he gets off the plane and he's back in Virginia? I thought he never got off the plane 
and then uh, oh no 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 that stuff with Abigail could happen no it does happen yeah, for sure I think it happened yeah. I think Amir you're right I think it's what Abigail says that sets him off on a on a new episode and he loses all the time between the cabin and then getting back on the plane right yes and he's back in Virginia and he's the only one there and Abigail's like nowhere to be found. Right. But doesn't Abigail, yeah, so, when Hannibal asks, like, where's Will, Abigail says, I left him. Not that he left me. I le- he, she says, I left him. Yeah, she leaves him at the cabin while he's freaking out. Yeah. yeah she yeah, just yeah. bounces. So she leaves the cabin and goes back to her home. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, that's definitely right. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Which is where, I guess, Hannibal meets her, right? Mm-hmm. So now we get to the, the big scene of the episode, right? I know, I know, Derek, you're, you're chomping at the bit to, to get to this scene. Um do you want to go through what happens here? Yeah, so Hannibal is is there waiting for her, and they kind of have a, a conversation, like I said, about Will and where Will is. And at some point, I guess the conversation, Abigail, as smart as she is, starts figuring out, like I said before, Hannibal's secret, right? I mean, she knows mm-hmm. that he's been keeping secrets, and she's been helping him keep some of those secrets. But mm-hmm. it, now it does seem like she knew already that he was the one that called the house, but the importance of that is now that she figures out that he is the one that killed Marissa and he wanted her to kill Nick Boyle, right? That she was mm-hmm. somehow, right, right, he right. was somehow influencing her to do that. And Abigail starts to figure out like, well, if I know who you are, what are you going to do to me uh, yeah. with me? Uh-huh. And, and, you know, Hannibal delivers that really great line. You know, he, he apologizes that he, he couldn't protect her in this life. Will always said whoever called the house that morning was a CIO killer. Why did you really call? I wanted to warn your father that Will Graham was coming for him. Why? I was curious what would happen. I was curious what would happen when I killed Marissa. I was curious what you would do. He wanted me to kill Nick Boyle. I was hoping. I wanted to see how much like your father you were. Oh, my God. Nicholas Boyle is more important for you cutting him. He changed you, Abigail. That's more important than the life he clamored after. How many people have you killed? Many more than your father. Are you going to kill me? I'm so sorry, Abigail. Sorry, I couldn't protect you in this life. What a fucked up thing to say. <laughs> Dude, it's so awful. It's yeah. really bad. It's very um, fatherly, but very just like ominous. Horrifying. Scary. Yeah, yeah. Because he like touches her face and he's yeah. like, he just says like, I'm sorry I couldn't protect you in this life. Yeah, but the big thing is that Hannibal tells Abigail that Jack knows about Oh yes, yes. And her father's mm-hmm. murders, right? And that they're going to be coming for her, and then like she has nowhere to go, right? So we don't see Hannibal actually 
kill Abigail in this episode, but things are not looking good for her. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that final scene is such a great scene. It's uh, is that the last line, and then it cuts to black. I think so. Yes, I think so. Yes, right? That's yeah. the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, again, Casey Royal's acting. She goes from being, I guess, happy to see uh, Hannibal in a sense to mm-hmm. complete. Just fear on her face, which I think right, is right, great yeah. acting on her on her. Part. How many how many bad fathers can you have? Good luck. I know. <laughs> I guess if you're counting Will too, right, as a fatherly yeah. figure, she's over three. Yeah, over <laughs> three. <laughs> hey, Will's Will is trying his best. <laughs> All right, yeah. point five for three. <laughs> yeah, forty five. He's pretty shit, man. I don't know. I don't know if he gets any credit if you let your co-parent kill your daughter. Yeah. Parenting score goes down to zero. Yeah. I don't know. She's like a teenager, and you're like, uh, you want to help me catch a copycat serial killer? <laughs> you know? So, probably not the, responsibility. Great, the greatest father figure. Um, yeah. But next week, man, is the big episode, right? The, the season finale, finale of uh, finale. season one. Yeah, yeah. So I think next week we're going to be doing something a little different. We're not going to do two episodes like we normally do. We're going to... Mm-hmm. We'll talk about... Of course, the season finale, I mean, plenty to talk about. Uh, but also, we'll, we'll do like a retrospective of the entire season. The season, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a recap of the season. And then we'll be ready to, you know, start season two after that. Is there anything else you guys wanted to bring up about this episode? No, two great episodes. Um, really cut into the meat of the, the series. Um, letting go of some of the Killer of the Week stuff. I, man, Hannibal's season one endgame really is is something. Um, yeah. yeah, it's unbelievable to see it finally revealed. And I, I just these two episodes had so much propulsive force. Like yeah. Jettisoning that like baggage of the Killer of the Week stuff. The show's so sleek and fast moving and like focused that I just yeah. had to like tear through the next couple episodes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really excited to be able to talk about them. Yeah. These episodes are so crazy. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, if there's nothing else, like that will conclude this week's episode. Jeff, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on my blog at strangeharbors.com and also uh, Twitter and Instagram, also at strangeharbors. What about you guys? Um, you can always check out my letterbox. And how about you, Derek? You can find me at the wrong dig, dig spelled D A Y I K. And that's for Instagram and Twitter. But if you like this podcast, please help us out any way you can by uh, reviewing. And subscribing to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any of the other major podcast platforms. If you guys have any comments, questions, suggestions, anything we've missed, anything that you guys wanted to point out and let us know, uh, you can send us an email at jeff at strangeharbors.com. We like reading our emails. We like uh, sharing the emails. So feel free to write in and drop us a line. All right. So... Next week, we're talking about the season one finale of Hannibal. See you guys next week. All right. See everybody next week. See you guys then.